Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and we talk about self-connection through spirituality and nature immersion. I'm coming to you today from the great state of Arizona in the middle of the Red Rocks. I feel so honored to be able to share my experience with all of you of living an authentic life. The interview today, we talk about authenticity and how it plays a role in your own spiritual journey and your own awakening. We also dive into journaling. We talk about struggles around creating the life you want and how manifestation works into that creation of the life that you want to lead. Without further ado, here's the interview with Crystal. Well, welcome, Crystal, to Save by Mother Earth podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really excited to be here today and chat with you. Yeah, me too. It's been fun following you on Instagram and things like that and seeing how authentic you are. So um, after listening to you on our fellow podcast uh, course partner, I guess you could say it was Sandy's, <laughs> Sandy's podcast. I was just like, Oh, I need you on this podcast because you have so much insight and so much to share. Um, so I guess to start, I, I want to ask like, what do you do to feel most connected to yourself? What is like one thing that you do like regularly? Oh, um, one thing that I do regularly that, um, yeah, one thing I do regularly is just walk the dogs which I know sounds like really, really simple, um, but like simple, better, right? The, the simpler, the better. So I have two little dogs and one is a Jack Russell pug and one's like a little mutt and she's like 15 pounds and the Jack Russell pug is like 30. So they're little, little dogs. And, but if we don't walk them, they go crazy. So every single day we take them for at least one walk, um, at, which is at least a kilometer. So usually they get at least two to five kilometers a day. So it, the reason why, and like, I hated it to begin with, especially like I live in Canada and right now it's like cold. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I don't want to, but it started to become a habit. And, but it also started to become like really part of my day. And it really put, became part of like my husband's day. And it started to become our time together to chat and decompress after work and different things like that. And then it also started to become my time when he was at work, just to take the dogs and connect with like the outdoors and nature. And we used to live in a big city and now we live in a small town. So when it's dark outside, I can look up and actually see stars and it's pretty cool. (laughs) So it just kind of became this thing where it's like, Hey, I get to spend time with my dogs who I obviously love. I get to, um, be out in the world in nature, not in confined in the four walls of the home, which is wonderful, especially with COVID times. And I get to move, which is also great. Right. So you're not sitting and just vegging on the couch, which is fine. I do that too, but I get to move my body as well. So it, it sounds so simple. Like one thing I do for myself every day is take my dogs for a walk, but it's, those simple little things that truly help you connect to yourself, I think. Yes. And I love that because it's not, I love when it is simple because it makes it doable. Right. And it's something the dogs need, something that you need. And then you also have that time with your husband that helps fill you up too, when you decide, when you go for walks together. So can you share a little bit about your own journey and kind of how you got to where you are in connection with like self-connection, spirituality, and like nature, like how did you get to what you do now? Oh, um, a lot of work and a lot of crying <laughs> this is the Coles notes version. But um, 
So I am a military wife. So as I mentioned, I live in Canada and my husband is in the military. So I'm originally from Western Canada. I'm originally from Alberta and about in 2019, he got posted to Ontario. So for geography wise, putting in your head a little bit, it's a 40 hour drive from where I used to live to where I live now. Um, And that's it. If you do it in one shot, which I have, and it's awful, don't do that, but uh, it's 40 hours and it's four hours by plane. So I live far away from where I grew up and all my family and friends. And when I got here, I just kind of tried to take the life I had in Alberta and plop it in Ontario. And it didn't work at all. I tried so hard for like over a year. I tried so hard. It didn't work. So anyway, I kind of had this like identity kind of crisis bit where it's like, okay, well, I don't work with at-risk youth anymore. I don't have my family. I don't have my friends. I don't have this um, I guess this sphere that I used to have around me more, it's just kind of gone. Right. So I didn't know what, what was up, what was down or anything like that. And I, uh, worked too many jobs within a three month period and tried to figure out what I was going to do and all those kinds of things. And I just kind of looked around and went, well, this sucks. (laughs) So I decided that it was, well, I didn't decide on my own, but my husband also said like, Crystal, you might want to go back to therapy. Like it's, you're, you're getting back into like that big depression thing and everything. And I looked at him and said, go away. Um, as I do. And then I, uh, after about two months after that conversation, I looked at him and went, yeah, you're, you're right. I gotta go. So I went back to therapy and did a lot of work on myself and what identity truly means and what I truly see myself as, or who I truly see myself as and all of those things. And that's where I fell in love with the whole habits thing and the, I am statements. And we really tell the story of who we are to ourselves and we explore that into the world or put that out into the world. So that is kind of in a nutshell, what happened to get to the point of like really embracing who I am and really embracing like my little quirks and neurosyncrasies because we all have them. And I truly believe that that's really our superpower because it's what makes us different. Um, I'm not the same as you. You're not the same as me. And our little quirks is what helps us, right? Or or sets us apart and gives us fun things to talk about and everything. So that's kind of how I came to like, ah, this is who I am and I'm cool with it. And I no longer want to hide it kind of thing. And then with the whole spirituality part, um, that was a little bit harder and a lot more crying. So we um, have been trying to have a kid for about four years and it's just not happening. So I got again, really down and just, and I was dealing with this at the same time I was dealing with the identity thing, because with COVID, we couldn't go see a specialist. And we were on this list for like an hour or for an hour for like a year and all of these things. And it just sucked because I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm resentful of other people at the moment because they can seem to look at each other and get pregnant. And we've been trying four years and it's not happening. So this is Um, anyway, so I really fat. So my therapist looked at me one day and said, have you ever thought of manifestation? I looked at her and went, you want me to make a vision board full of pregnant ladies? Like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Sorry. (laughs) um, Minor over here making, uh, making some noise too. So it's all good. She's going to start. Um, but yeah, so anyway, she was like, no, 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 no. More so like you vision what you want but you go out and make it happen. So Mm. I kind of turned that into, okay, that that's an interesting concept. How can I make this happen? Like, I really, really want this. I really want to be a mom. How can I make this happen? 
So I had a email in my inbox from March and it was now September and I decided to open it because it was about IVF and I wasn't quite there yet in March. So I opened it and then we really decided to buckle down on what is our fertility plan going to be because I want this to happen. Manifestation is not just like praying up to the world that it's going to happen, but making it happen and what you see. So we started off our fertility plan. So at that point, about two months ish after we had this conversation, um, conversation about manifestation, um, is when the fertility doctor called and that really got rolling, which is good. So I ended up having surgery. I found out that I have endometriosis. We just did our first round of IUI last month. It didn't work. So now we're doing our second. So every time something doesn't work now we're on to like, okay, well, that's fine. It didn't work. We're going to go on to this. That's fine. That didn't work. We're going to go on to this. And we have this step in place, which is because we want to be parents so badly. I can't just sit there and pout about it and be like, the world sucks. Yeah. Okay. The world sucks. We all know that. Um, but what are you going to do about that? Right. For yourself. So I can sit there and cry for hours and I have, um, about different things or say that the world sucks, but if I'm not actively doing anything about it to help my situation, then there's nothing that like, like what, what else is there? There's not like, yeah. you can't help me. Like, like there, it just, you have to kind of take, and this is the hard part, especially with like things like infertility, like we didn't ask for this, but I have to take some responsibility in my own fertility journey. And I need to take some responsibility for my own life of like, okay, how am I going to make this look the way that I want it to look? So that is kind of how I came to be like manifestation is an actual thing. Um, and the whole concept of mantras and everything, because it has really helped to be like, okay, you know what? That's not going to work. That's fine. We have a plan and this is going to happen. And my mantra with this is this is going to happen. It just may look different than what we've been told. Right. And I love this idea of like, you're accepting the results that come to you. It doesn't mean that you don't feel sadness, but you're accepting it and you're thinking, okay, there's another step. There's another thing that's there's a, re- there's a reason it potentially is happening this way. doesn't make it feel, it still feels like crap, like you said, but being able to be accepting of it, because if nothing else, you know, that there's no way you can get pregnant if you can't be accepting of it, or exactly. there's no way the baby that that's supposed to come to you is going to come to you. And I remember you talking on Sandy's podcast a little bit. You mentioned like, maybe it will come in adoption. Maybe it will come in other forms, but being okay with, okay, these are the steps we're going to take first and where it's going to be. Now, one thing that my listeners, my followers, and some of the people I coach talk about is this idea around journaling. Mm -hmm. And I love talking about journaling. I have a few people in my life that I coach that really are struggling with journaling. And I know this is something new that you do quite regularly. And I, I would love for you to talk about that, like journey you had around that because like, was it easy for you to start journaling? How do you journal? Like, what are those things that like happened for you around that? Because I know sometimes it's so hard for people to be like, am I doing it right? Yeah. Um, so first, I don't believe there's any right way to journal. And if you journal four words or you draw a picture, then that's your right way to journal. Um, but no, journaling is not, especially if you just try it and you're, you're not, you haven't been doing it forever. Um, it's not 
this wonderful thing that revolutionized my entire world that I was like, oh, I'm fixed now. It's all good. It's all good. No, um, it sucked. But I think like lots of things like working out, taking the dogs for a walk, um, eating healthy, it's a muscle that you have to train. So um, I was like, I don't want to journal. This is stupid. This is dumb. Why would I want to journal and write things and waste my time? Okay, well, that's your mindset around that. So that had to be reframed. That's number one. <laughs> so we're going to reframe that. So I reframed that and been like, so I reframed it into, I'm going to write down things about my day. That's it. And it's not going to be dumb and it's not going to be stupid and it's not going to be a waste of time. It's going to take me three minutes and that's it. So I started off with that and that slowly actually morphed into what it's become today. So for the people who are like journaling sucks, I hear you. It does. Especially when you first start, it's awful. But, uh, I also like, like, I like to do little fun things with it. Like I like to write in purple because it's just more fun. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I have a purple pen here that I use whenever I'm interviewing people. I got lots of different colors anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, so like make it fun for you. And that's, an, that's another one of my core things is like, if it's not fun, then it's not worth doing. So make it fun for you, right? In purple, right? in green, have a notebook that looks like a dog. I don't know, but make it fun for you. Know that it's going to suck at the beginning and reframe your mindset with it. So I started with, I'm just going to write for three minutes about my day. And then it turned into okay, so I'm going to now start with three things I'm grateful for because I started to see the world as doom and gloom and everything sucked and the world was falling on my head. And it's really easy to see the things that suck. So if we reframe that and take it into like, well, what was great today? What am I grateful for today? And something that kept coming up was my dogs. And I actually looked at my looked at it one day and I was like, I think I need to challenge this. And then I actually really started to think about it. And I said, no, I don't need to challenge this because it doesn't matter how awful the day at work was or what traffic was like or anything like that. At the end of the day, I always have the dogs. They're like always my, like, I am super grateful for them. So if that is what I'm grateful for that day, then I don't need to challenge that. And if that's what I'm grateful for the next five days, then I don't need to challenge that because that is something within your life that you clearly are truly grateful for. So I could be like your kids or whatever as well. Um, so I started doing that. And then a couple months later, it morphed into, I started with three things I'm grateful for. And then I wrote a little paragraph of who am I? Because we believe the stories we tell ourselves of who we are, and then we project those into the world. So I started writing things that could have been like, um, I'm a person who gets things done. I'm a person who can do hard things or, um, I don't know, tomorrow I'm going to do this or, um, whatever, however you want to frame it about yourself and tell the story it was, but it couldn't be. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It can't be junk. It can't be negative. You can't sit there and write, well, my hair is flat and I don't like my bum and like, no, <laughs> we're, we're kind of like not doing the exercise properly because when we do things like journaling, we want to challenge ourselves and our mindsets of this negative space that we're in. So it has to be like, I'm someone who can get do hard things. I am strong. I am worthy. I am enough, um, whatever, but it has to be positive things. And then after that, I just like free journal about like my day or my goals or like whatever the case may be. This was like a year long process though. This was not like, I'm going to wake up one day and this is how life is going to be. And that's something that I really do preach is like, you have to start 
small. You have to start small. It's really easy to look at like the TV and like all the ads and stuff. And it's like, get abs in 30 days. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I like cake too much, but sure. Abs in 30 days. Um, so you have to start small. You have to start small. And if that's small is I'm going to write a sentence of how my day was with, which was my day was crap because work sucked. Okay, fine. You're journaling. Excellent. Or you're drawing a stick figure of yourself walking your dogs. Great. You're journaling. Excellent. Move on. But if you start small, it'll compound onto each other, like compound interest. And then next thing you know, in a year, you'll be writing three pages about your day or your goals or whatever you want. Oh my goodness. There's so much of that that I love. And I love that you <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> you compared it to compound interest. That's awesome. Um, but what I love about is it like, but you talked about, it's a year long process. Everything that we want to do that's worth doing, it's a practice, right? And it takes time. If, if it can happen super fast, then it's not really ingrained in who you are and what you do. And it's not really a habit versus this. It sounds like it could completely be a habit for you and for other people listening. And I love that. And um, I love that you started with reframing your mindset of, because if you sit down every moment and you're journaling, you're like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Right. It's like, that's, what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. on your pages. And it's, that's, what's going to make it. So you can't make it more of a habit. And I know you do a lot around that with habits, with your, with people that you work with and things like that around wanting to put that out there. So it, it stays and it becomes part of you. Now, one of the things that I completely admire is your authenticity. <laughs> and I say that because as I've been following you on Instagram, I, really feel drawn to how free you are when you show up. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And, but I'm, I'm guessing that didn't come overnight. Like, do you have, I know a lot of people are, and I've been talking to the, about this on my Instagram a bit about this idea of like, you have to, you might lose people when you come out to be yourself. And I know you talked about your journey of moving from the city to the country and how you had to change things. Do you find that over your, like, time, it might be more recently, or maybe it's been like a longer time that you've kind of changed who you are to be more authentically you? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, it, and it's, it's true when, when you start stepping into like who you really are and what you believe in and what you love or what you like or whatever, you're going to lose people. That's fine. They weren't really there to begin with. Or they start becoming different types of people in your life. So I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by, what's his name? Mark there. Um, It's upstairs, sorry. But um, he talked about different types of friendships. So we got our five-minute friends, we got our hour-long friends, and we got our overnight friends. So as I started becoming, not becoming, but as I really started to be like, nope, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. Some of those one hour friends started to become five minute friends and some of the five minute friends started to become not friends. And some of the one hour friends are, sorry, overnight friends started to become one hour friends. So we don't have to jump into this whole black or white thing of, well, I'm now telling everyone that I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, but anyone who knew me before that knows that because everyone knows I have this massive tattoo on my leg. So it's like, everybody knows that already. So the people that are now seeing me become like show that more or just like, yeah, that's crystal. And certain people who didn't know that about me are just like, Oh, that's interesting. 
Um, but really the people that are, have seen me talk more about your authenticity, about your habits and stuff have become maybe different categories of friends, um, rather than no, they're not my friend anymore. No, I don't talk to them anymore. Um, because I just like people are in your life, especially people who are in your life for a long time, you're always going to have that bond with them just might look a little different. So instead of talking every day, you might talk once a month or once a year or whatever. And that's okay. It's just really understanding and knowing that once you step in to who you truly are and what you stand for, because if you don't stand for anything, then I mean, whatever, but you're just going to attract everybody and everyone's going to have conflicting interests. So, but if you really start standing of who you are, what you stand for, what you like, what you, who you really are, you might lose people, but you're going to gain people. And the people that you gain are going to be your tribe. They're going to be your people. They're going to be people like you who are like, I want to talk to you because you're like, this is so interesting. Whereas the people who are like, she's weird. I don't want to talk to her. Okay. I don't want to talk to you either. Like that, that's okay. That's okay. Because you are attracting the people who really are interested in who you are and what you have to bring to the table because you have things to bring to the table. You just haven't found your tribe maybe yet because you're not truly living in what that means for you. Yeah. And it's so, I think different people go through at different times of their life Mm -hmm. and it shifts as you go through life too, right? The people that, that I love this idea of like, the types of friendships and the timing, because, and like you said, it's not that you have to lose them. There are people that I definitely have different views with completely. And I've now decided, okay, how can I, how can I shape that friendship to be more of, we check in every once in a while, but I know that there's some conversations we will never have. So because there's conversations I can never have with them, it's a different type of friendship Mm -hmm. because it's not that true in. And I love that like both our backgrounds even share a little bit about ourselves, right? Like you, like you said, you love Star Wars and you got the Yoda all behind you, which I mean, I just love Yoda. Um, And like with me, I have nature behind me and my picture. And so it's, it's coming to the table with who you are authentically and seeing, I'm almost picturing like this idea, but you walk into a room and the people that are supposed to be with you come to you and the people, the other people disperse. And once that happens, your life becomes so much more enriched. And like you said, your tribe comes Mm -hmm. and I'm really noticing that a lot. I don't know if you are with like this whole podcasting class that we talk of, like the tribe of people that are coming in. Mm And the friendships that are being created and all, all it took was a course, right. Versus like sometimes, and then there's like those lifelong friends that you have, like you said, that will always be those lifetime friends. So do you find that over time, like you're like the people you kind of spend time with and who you are is kind of being shaped as time goes on, or do you feel like do you feel like who you are now is who you're going to be in the future? No, I think that people are dynamic. We're constantly dynamic. And what um, our experiences shape who we are and shape our lens through what we see life through. So there's things that I've gone through since moving that my friends back home just can't understand. And there's things that they've gone through back home that I just can't understand. It's okay. It's fine. 
whatever, right? Like that's the way life is. Um, but because there is that, there becomes that little like, oh, she's weird. She's seeing things differently now. Like that, that's odd. Well, yeah, of course I'm seeing things differently now. I had to give up my entire life. Well, I didn't have to. I chose to for my husband because I love him, right? I, ha- I gave up my entire life to do this. You've stayed in the same place for the last 30 years, right? So because we have experiences throughout our lives, we start seeing life differently through our, le- through our own lens. So, and that started happening after high school. Like I have a lot of friends from high school still um, that I still talk to, but after high school, we, we started going to different universities and taking different classes. And um, I worked with at-risk youth and some people worked in a lab and other people worked as a dental hygienist and whatever the case may be. We all had different things. And I got a really, really, really dark sense of humor because I was working with really, really dark things. And they just couldn't understand that. That doesn't mean that we're not friends, right? It's just the lens lens that you're seeing life through now. So I think that the person I am today is a hell of a lot better than the person I was at 25, number one. The person at 25 didn't know where her head from her ass was. So, sorry. (laughs) So, uh, um, and it's true. Um, Whereas the person I am today is like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, let's start doing things. And the person I am today understands that I don't have to be doing the same because my job was massive in my mind. And I don't have to be doing the same job for 30 years. So like I'm 30 and I did a massive career change. I just got my real estate license. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like it's, it's so much fun though, because you get to take what you learn and putting it into practice and you get to meet new people. And it's just like this, it's this whirlwind. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but I've worked with at-risk youth and people with brain injuries for so long that it's a massive shift. So now the lens that I see even real estate in is different because of my past experience. So as I go into my real estate career, the lens I still see life in five years or even a year from now is going to be different because of the people you meet and the experiences that you have. We're constantly changing. And I think the point problem is, is if we stop changing and we stop growing, that's where you have a problem because you're not experiencing your life to the fullest. You're not, you're just like going through the motions. You're going through um, just this circle, just cycle like I'm going to get up go to work come home watch tv go to bed go up go to work and go to bed blah 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 so it's a circle so if you don't challenge yourself and you're not stepping out of your comfort zone if you're not even just going to meet new people or taking a class or doing whatever to really challenge yourself then you're not going to be changing and you're not going to be growing and that I find is the problem yeah and it's it's so beautiful that we get to keep changing and evolving Mm -hmm. right it's one of the beautiful things that we as humans get to do And there's so many opportunities for learning and changing. And even if you stay in the same space, I'm like, like you, I know people that have stayed where I grew up their whole life, but there's still, there's some people that are finding those experiences to help Mm -hmm. them grow. And there's others that are, are not searching out those as much. And you can see kind of the unhappiness. And then when they find that thing that they want to explore, they're like, Ooh, their life lightens up a little bit. And I love that you went from challenging youth to real estate because the skills that you use. So I am an early childhood educator at heart, and now I'm doing coaching and Mm -hmm. the whole, right? Like it's fun to look back at your path and see how it led you to where you are and how those things teach you about those experiences. And I could totally see how working with at-risk youth 
with brain injuries is going to completely support this real estate mm-hmm. job, right? It's because you know how to deal with difficult situations and tough things. Yeah, it's yeah. so powerful. And like, you know how to read people and pick up on those little cues of like, Ooh, this is how they might be feeling. So that's so cool. So do you have a couple tips for the listeners of things they can do to increase their own self-connection? Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest tips is whatever you start, start with one thing at a time and make it small. So if you want to connect more with yourself and let's say you want to connect more with your body and you want to start exercising, cause this is the easiest example. Um, and you've never run a day in your life, but you're like, I want to start running. Don't get up and go run a 5k the next day. That's awful. You're going to hate it. It's going to be awful. I'm going to tell you right now, people who run marathons run marathons because they started by walking and decided that, Ooh, I really like to torture myself and I want to run a marathon, right? Like that is who runs a marathon. They start by walking. They do their 5k's is years in the making. It's not, they got up one day and said, I'm going to go run a marathon. So you have to start small. So you have to start with your walking and that can be the same thing with your mental, um, mental capacity to connect with yourself mentally. You have to start small. You have to start with writing the one sentence in the journal, small, and then build from there. Because if you do your, and I am such, I am so guilty of this. If you come in with an all or nothing mentality it's going to end up with nothing. period. And the world isn't all or nothing. It's not all black or white. There's so much gray. There's so much in between that do not come into anything. If you're starting a new journey of absolutely anything, do not come into it with an all or nothing. It's going to be nothing. And you're going to be like, well, that was a failure. I'm a failure. Well, that sucked. I'm never doing that again. Well, I mean, if I'd never ran a day in my life and I'm going to go run a 5k just for funsies, I would never run again either because it would hurt and it would not be fun. So that's one thing. Start small with whatever you do and start with one thing, because once you start with that one thing, it'll compound. And then a year, six months from now, you'll be surprised. Um, another thing, oh, I just had it. I lost it. Um, there's something else. Start small, go from there. Um, ah, Oh, I should have wrote it down. I'm getting like, so forgetful now It's awful. It's awful. Um, oh, good. <laughs> it's awful. But, um, so yeah, I would start, start there, start small and then always, Oh, that's what it was. Make sure whatever it is, it's fun. So whatever you start doing for yourself to connect with yourself, please, please make it be fun for you. Because if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. We have to, especially as adults, we have all these have tos. I have to pay bills. I have to do laundry. I have to cook. I have to go grocery shopping because no one else is going to do it. And it sucks. I hate laundry. I could go on a rant for that for an hour. That's beyond the point. We have all of these have tos. Don't make something that's so cool and so pure and so individually you a have to. Make it a get to. Make it fun. I get to run and I get to run because it's fun because I get to listen to Heather's podcast and it's awesome and I love it, right? Fun and I get to. So I would start small, make it fun and reframe it into I get to, not I have to. Oh, I love those. I love those. I love saying like things like, okay, I hate, like you hate to do the laundry. Mm -hmm. I hate doing dishes. (laughs) And I'm really trying to reframe it with, I get to do the dishes because I have running water and I have dishes to do. And I had food that I got to eat Mm -hmm. that were on those dishes 
that made them dirty, but that food was so good. But now I have to wash it. Like, but really framing it to like, I get to, it's hard for those like things that you don't love doing. Um, but I think, like you said, if you start with the things that are super fun, like, oh, I love, if I, if you love to run, right. I like make it fun. I always, <laughs> whenever I think of fun running, I always think of, um, I don't know if you watched friends. I watched it like when it was yes. first on, but like that, <laughs> like the feed. <laughs> Yeah, the Phoebe run. And when Rachel's like, you look weird. And it's like, that is like the true epitome of like this, this talk we're having right now. Like Mm -hmm. you get to look however you want to be and be whoever you want to be and have fun doing it. Otherwise, why even be here? Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of being here, where can listeners find you and learn more about, I mean, I've already mentioned your Instagram and everything you mentioned, I'll put in the show notes as well, but what is your Instagram? What do you have? Like, what else do you have out there? What's your podcast name? Yeah. So I'm mainly on Instagram because if I do too much, I get bored. Um, well not bored, overwhelmed. That's a better word. If I do too much, I get overwhelmed. So I'm mainly on Instagram and it's just my name. It's Crystal Carruthers. So it's K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-A-R-R-U-T-H-E-R-S. Um, and that's my Instagram handle. And there we'll find all the, the fun, authentic stuff that I do with all my Yodas and my dogs and all the fun things. And then I also have my podcast, which is Fierce, Fun, and Free, and it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a couple other platforms as well, mostly wherever you can listen to podcasts. And there we do conversations like we're having here about like, who who are you and what it's, and how to do things for yourself and all these things. And it really has a focus on health and wellness and mind, body, spirit, health and wellness, because we are whole people. And I hate when people talk about health and wellness and they just talk about like the body part, because I truly believe that you have to work on your mental part before you can work on the body part. But, yeah. um, so yeah, so those are the two things that you can really find me as Instagram and then my podcast, Fierce, Fun and Free. Awesome. And I love that you talked about that. Cause that is, it's so true. It's why I, I leaned, I started as like a health coach and now I'm leaning more towards like the spiritual and nature piece because it's like, that's where things happen, where you start Mm -hmm. healing that. And it's interesting when you start really looking at like what you do and you're healing your, your mind and, and your soul, you automatically lean into more movement and the healthier things to eat and things like that. And when you look at like nature-based, like I want to look at what I'm eating. Is this really from nature? Yep. Is this bright blue drink that's died with crazy things? Right. And then you, as you start to do that. So I love that. And for all the listeners out there, follow Crystal. It's so fun to watch. She does great reels, which have really kind of inspired me to start doing more reels. Um, so it's inspiring to kind of watch you and kind of, um, listen to your podcast as well. So thank thank you. you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. So much fun. Thank you so much, Crystal, for being on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. What a great interview with some amazing takeaways. Takeaways such as quirks are a superpower. You can make it happen. This is going to happen. It may just look different. Make it fun. As you lose people through authenticity, you will attract your tribe. People are dynamic. Start with one thing at a time. Start small and build from there. What great takeaways. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. 
I'm Heather Webster, and it was been a pleasure interviewing Crystal and sharing this with you. If you want to learn more about some of the programs that I do, please visit heatherwebsterwellness.com. Until next time, signing off with love. Take care.